Welcome to the Mill Housing Nation podcast, where we are having conversations that matter for wherever the military has taken you. We're bringing you stories from real military spouses who not only understand the challenges, they are harnessing the opportunities to build lives they can love. From new spouses to veteran spouses, you'll get tips, tricks, and actionable steps that will help you along your military life journey. Welcome everyone, this is Heather Campbell, and we are so thankful that you have joined us on the Mill Housing Nation podcast, where we dive into the uniqueness of the military family journey by helping you build a life, a community, and a home you love when you are not in control of where you will call home next. Hey everyone, this is going to be a really fun episode to bring to you today. We're gonna be talking about how and when to contact your legislators. This is something that we've had planned for a long time to help educate all of our listeners on how to be involved in this legislative process, in policy, and how to impact the things that ultimately determine some of our quality of life here in the military community. Uh, What's interesting is the current political climate in fall of 2023 at the time of recording and what is going on. Um, It's an interesting time to bring this topic to you guys, so I'm really excited. So let's go ahead and jump right in. Now, we're going to start with when you should contact your legislators. Let's define some terms. Contact means by email or by phone. Granted, you could arrange an office visit if you happen to be in Washington, D.C., but generally we're talking about contacting by email or by phone. And when we're talking about legislators, I'm talking specifically on the federal level. Now, you can contact your local, your state legislators and your representatives from your districts to your state bodies of of legislation, but that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about specifically on that federal level where we're really seeing some of these policies and some of these things that are impacting our quality of life in the military, right? A lot of what we have in the Department of Defense and also Department of Homeland Security for our Coastie friends, that's determined by both the Pentagon and the Hill. So let's talk about how we contact those people on the Hill. So those legislators are going to be both your representatives in the House of Representatives, right? That's one house. This is going to take you back to that like high school social studies, high school government class. We have two bodies of Congress. One is our representatives, and that is population-based. That determines how many you have from each place. For example, we lived in Alaska, and we get one. We get one representative. I think... You know, it's. I think it used to be every 500,000 people. I'm sure that it's changed by now, but it's based on population. So some of your more populated states, New York, California, Texas, Florida, they're going to have a lot more members represented in that house. Now, when you go over to the other side, the Senate, every state has two members in there. And it's regardless of population, those two members in the Senate represent the interests and the needs of their constituents in that state. Now, when we talk about constituents, that is the population for each member of Congress, right? So that's who they're representing. Whose interests are they looking out for? If I am from Nebraska, which I am, that's my hometown, is in Nebraska, my representatives are likely not as concerned with, say, beach erosion, right, or rising sea levels. That's probably not a big concern for their constituents. It might be something they are concerned about personally, but it doesn't represent their constituents well. Likewise, somebody, you know, maybe in Florida is not as worried about agriculture when it comes to grain and dairy farming, right? They might not be as concerned because that's not as heavy there. Omaha, my hometown, is known for cattle trade and for the railroad. So those are going to be things important to those representatives. So it's important to know, you know, kind of when we're talking about contact, legislators, constituents, those are what those terms mean. Now, when should you contact them? As members of the military community, there are a few extra times that we might be interested in contacting. We'll go over both general and 
extra. So for the military, anytime you're seeing fraud, waste, or abuse of military funds or resources, and you know, especially if you've tried to report it to your local body or to your inspector general, or you know, you've sort of looked around within your local community at your installation at, or maybe within the VA, and you're really seeing something that needs to be addressed, you can contact your legislators and file a complaint. Sometimes you'll hear it called file a congressional. And those congressional members, you know, either your senator or your House of Representatives have, I think it's 48 or 72 hours to then reach out to the person it's filed against. So say if my husband, who's a service member, had a congressional filed against him personally, if he was like a flag officer in a command, then he would get notified by Congress, hey, we're looking into a complaint about this this thing in your office or this this behavior or whatever, right? So typically those things you want to handle within your line of your chain of command if you can, but that is one time when you will see military members contact Congress would be for fraud, waste, and abuse. Also, I've seen it as somebody who's lived overseas. I've seen it for passport help. If you're trying to get passport through all the official channels, you're trying to get to your overseas duty station, and you're just held up. I have a friend who had a baby uh, within a month before they moved, and her spouse went on with the two older kids, and she was stuck waiting for the passport for the baby so she could move, right? Those are situations where you can reach out to your representatives and reach out to your legislators and say, hey, can you help me expedite this process? This is really urgent. Another time, which isn't so much military specific, but military academy, if you are interested in attending or you have children interested in attending any of the service academies, so West Point, which is United States Military Academy, that's Army, United States Naval Academy in Annapolis, that's Navy, and then the U.S. Um, Air Force Academy, obviously, that's Air and Space Force in Colorado, if you want to attend one of those, you typically need a congressional nomination. So you have to reach out to your legislators and give them the information about your child and get nominated as an applicant, right? So these are all things that are kind of specific to the military community of why we might be reaching out to our legislators. In general, you can reach out to legislators if they voted away on some legislation that you don't like if they voted away on some legislation that you do like. If there's some legislation that you're hearing about on the news or reading about in social media or something coming through different groups that you're involved in and saying, wow, this is going to go you know, to the House or this is going to go to the Senate. I want my representatives to know where I sit as their constituent. I want to make my voice heard. Then that's a time that you can reach out to them. Or if they serve on a committee that you're interested in. So there's like means and appropriations and there's House Armed Services Committee. And there's so many different committees that they all serve on. And in addition to serving their specific constituents, they are also serving on these different committees. So you can find out, and we'll go over this uh, in just a minute, but you can find out where they're serving and what things they have a voice in as far as these other topics within Congress. And you can also reach out to them for concerns about that. One of the things I think is most interesting is that we don't realize, like, this is part of the law. They literally have to be accessible. That's their job is to represent their constituents. So we can contact them, military or not, whether you're the service member or not. Anybody can contact their legislators with their concerns, either about legislation, about military things. You can contact them anytime. It's literally like part of how this country was built. That's the law. So if you do have anybody in your chain of command or in your community telling you that you should not or cannot reach out to those legislators, that is a big red flag because that's that's illegal. You literally can. So be advised. You definitely can be involved and you, there's lots of different reasons you might want to reach out to them. Now, we're going to take a break to hear from today's sponsor, Armed Forces Bank, and then we will be right back. 
a full-service military bank committed to serving those who serve since 1907. Armed Forces Bank provides a vast array of affordable and easily accessible financial products to both active and retired military and civilian clients in all 50 states and across the world. When you're in the military, your needs are different, and your banking should be too. That's why, no matter where you are stationed in the world, Armed Forces Bank strives to make everything from banking solutions to financial advice personal, valuable, and convenient for you with numerous services, including online and mobile banking tools to help you bank on your schedule. Welcome back, everyone. Okay, this is my favorite part about talking about legislation and how to contact and when to contact your legislators, because this is all new for me. I did not go to school in political science. I did not study this. I did not grow up with this as part of our regular family routine. So it's been a very steep learning curve, which is why we wanted to bring it into all of you, our listeners, because as we're looking at things with Mill Housing Nation, right? And we're looking at moving around. We're looking at BAH. We're looking at the cost of living. Maybe you're overseas. You have cost of living allowance. You're getting adjustments. Maybe you've got any number of things, right? These are things that can be impacted by Congress. It's important to know where to have your voice heard because unfortunately, through the official chain of command, as different concerns go up and they sort of all get funneled down, sometimes these things just get lost in translation and they're not getting to the people who can actually impact decisions, right? At that high, high level, you'd be surprised how much of your local quality of life concerns are actually at a systemic level when it comes to decision-making. So one thing, like with the National Defense Authorization Act, that goes through every year, it's nicknamed the Defense Bill, they renew that every year. And so there's different things that they put into the Defense Bill Every year, things like the basic needs allowance or adjustments to the housing allowance or pay raises in the military community, all of that is determined by the defense bill. So it's important to have your voice heard and to also know what's going on rather than being a passive bystander who just says, gosh, I don't like how this is going. Well, let's get involved. So how do you do that? We've talked about when you might want to contact your legislators, but now let's take a moment to talk about how. How do you find them? Okay, first stop. Granted, I know it's fall and we're coming up on elections. And so you're probably seeing all kinds of things in the news. You're probably seeing all kinds of ads. Don't start there. Don't start with the campaigning. That is going to be a really poor way to contact your representatives and your uh, Senate members. Go ahead and go to congress.gov. Very easy, super easy website to remember, congress.gov. You just go in there and you'll find as you're clicking through, you'll find information about both chambers of Congress, but then you'll also be able to go in and find your find your member, right? And you can enter your address or you can enter your zip code and you can find out who represents me. This is where I live. Who represents me? Who do I contact? Now, the thing that is my favorite about this particular portion of getting involved and having your voice heard is that we are constituents of more than just the place that we live. You might not realize that. Let me explain. I currently live on the East Coast. So I obviously am interested in things that are happening in my local area, things that impact us now. I previously lived in Alaska and I hold residency in Alaska. I am concerned with how things are impacting our military and our veteran members in Alaska. So I am a constituent of Alaska because that is my residency, but I'm also a constituent where I currently live. Also, I own a home in Alabama at a previous duty station, as many of us do, right? We have a home, we turn it into a rental. So I obviously am interested in what's going on in the place where I own a home. We plan to retire someday either in Alaska or in Florida. I'm interested in what's happening in Florida. That's my husband's home of record. That's potentially where we will retire. 
I can reach out to Florida representatives as well as somebody who is currently part of the military community. We're currently serving, but we have an interest in what's happening in Florida. My hometown is Omaha, Nebraska. I'm interested in what's happening in my hometown and the community that I grew up in. I have a sister who lives in California. They're stationed at 29 Palms and he's a Marine. I have an interest. I am a constituent of California. I have a personal impactful interest in what is happening to our Marine families in California, right? So that's just a quick example of some of the ways that I can reach out to members of Congress, depending on what the bill is, depending on what the interest is, depending on what the concern is, those are all different avenues to take to make my voice heard, to make my concerns known. And maybe, and I've seen this where, you know, our, our representatives from Alaska, all of my legislators are on board with something, right? But maybe my legislators from Florida aren't. So I don't, you know, I'll send Alaska ones a note. Thanks for the support. And then I'll reach out to the Florida ones, right? Or reach out to Alabama. So you can definitely find lots of different ways to contact them, lots of different people you can be contacting. Again, contact is going to be email or phone typically. Now, when you go in, you go to congress.gov, you go in, you find your member, they're going to each have their own individual website that it will link you to, and you can go into contact. Sometimes they'll have even a drop-down menu. What are you contacting me about? Military, housing, Medicare, Social Security, right? They'll have these little drop-down things of, let's file this under someone, under a commonly discussed topic, because they have staffers dedicated to each of those topics. So they're going to have somebody who's dedicated to environmental concerns. They're going to have somebody dedicated to looking at military and defense spending. They're going to have somebody who's dedicated at looking at nutrition support and the farm bill, right? So when you click that little drop down, it's not necessarily because it has to fall under one of those, but it's going to help direct it to the right member, the right staffer in their office who's going to know what to do with your concerns or the things you're sending in. If you are wondering what to write, oftentimes if there's a specific cause that you are supporting. It's different organizations that work with those causes will have sort of a script that you can copy paste or that you can read, right? Then it might say, you know, fill in the blank these things. If not, you can just say something very simple like, hi, my name is Heather Campbell. I'm a resident of Alaska and I'm concerned about, and then fill in the blank. I'm concerned about the cost of housing in Alaska for military members and the lag of BAH. I'm concerned about cola reduction in Alaska, right? These are different things. And then you can put in your concerns. Maybe if there's a bill that's proposed that you want them to either you know support or not support, you can include that information as well with that bill number. Again, that can all be found on congress.gov hey, I would like this to be considered, you can contact me at. And it will typically have like a click box or a drop down that will say, I would like to be contacted. Now, it is part of the process for them to contact you back. Sometimes it's a generic email. Thanks so much for reaching out. You know, we appreciate you sharing your voice. And sometimes you'll get a personal response. But if you don't click that box, if you don't put your email or your phone number and you don't say, yes, contact me back, then you won't know. It'll just be an email or a voicemail that's sent. It will be received. It will be cataloged. Trust that it is not being ignored, but you won't get confirmation if you don't let them know that they can contact you back, right? So that's sort of that tricky part there. In my experience, that does not sign me up for necessarily for newsletters or for spam from those members of Congress. It truly is just a way for them to reach back out and say, hey, we got your concern. We got your message. So to recap, 
we are constituents of lots of different places, more than just where we currently live or where we cast our vote. We can reach out to members of Congress. We can find them through congress.gov. They've all got websites. You can email them or call them. You can ask to be contacted back. And different reasons you might want to call them are for military concerns, passport help, service academy nominations, legislation that you're interested in, maybe a concern in your local area that they might know is going on, right? There's lots of different things to contact them about, but be intentional. If you're having a problem with your local chamber of commerce or your mayor, that's not really something to contact your House of Representatives or Senator about, right? So you have to know the right route to go on. And that just takes a little bit of research and a little bit of sort of going back to that high school government class and knowing where the different branches of government are, how they function, why they function, and who can be your contact. Because we do have a judicial system, a legislative system, an executive system set up to allow us to contact, to allow us to have our voice be heard. So that exists. It just sometimes takes a little bit of digging because it's not commonplace anymore to be reaching out to all of these different representatives and these different members. So I hope this gives you a starting point. I hope it gives you something to think about. And if you do have something that's been on your mind, that's really been bugging you, reach out to those members. Maybe, you know, do a quick Google search of an organization that supports that cause or that's researching that cause. And they can help sort of point you in the direction of what message to share, who to contact, and how you're going to be most effective to start becoming an active member of the way that these policies and decisions are made that are ultimately impacting your day-to-day life. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and share with your friends. We appreciate the feedback and the comments you share with us as we support our military community. Thank you all so much for being part of the Mill Housing Nation. We appreciate you. The Mill Housing Nation is where you will always have a community no matter where you are stationed.